0: And we're gonna get there to verse number 19. You can turn it out just a little bit. We'll get to verse number 19 in a second. Matthew 28, 19. Let's just, let, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It's blessed already. We thank you for your people. We honor you for this time of hearing your word and receiving your word. Let our ears be open. Let our hearts be open, that we'll receive what you have to speak to us today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time of hearing what you have to speak to us. We've been doing a whole lot this week, but we thank you that we've come together to hear your word in this moment. And we honor you for this time that we've set aside to hear your voice speak to us clearly. Speak to us today like only you can. And we thank you for the signs and wonders that shall follow your word on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. So we started talking about um, being discipled. And, and and what a disciple is, and we started talking about that last Sunday. And what we started out by talking about is that, that people who don't do generally have no joy. Right. People who people who are not doers right. are joy. Now let me ask you this. Does anybody in here know anybody in your life, anybody that you may know personally who is just always upset? You know anybody like that? They're just always upset. Anybody know anybody like that? Y'all looking like I don't want to say that. I might be sitting next to them. Yeah. Like, like, you're like he you're was like, this. <laughs> well, a lot of the reason why a lot of the reasons why people are very upset is because they are they are not doers. Think about this. You 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 uh, say you know I'm gonna take this cruise. I'm gonna get on this. I'm gonna get on this boat. I'm gonna take this cruise. And then life hits. You're not able to do that. And somebody else goes on the, on the cruise you were gonna go on. And they I'm talking about man, you missed it. This cruise was everything. We went over there, got over there, man. And they was and this that, and then they gave out free cruises. On the cruise. And you're, you're listening to them. You want to be happy. You want to rejoice with them. You want to be like, man, I'm glad you were able to do that. But on the inside, you're like, I wish you just shut up. You want to know why you feel like that? Because you didn't do. And a lot of people in church, this is what, this is what we talked about last week, a lot of people in church are very either critical Or, or they are they are they are extremely 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 not happy. So they will they will preach to you, but you don't ever see them smile. They'll tell you everything the Bible said. What the Bible said? You need to. uh, And they can tell you a thousand things that the Bible says, but you don't see the joy, the fruit of that coming from them. I'm not going to ask if anybody sees that because you know everybody. everybody, Um, and so a lot of us, the reason, why, the reason why we see that a lot is because we have people who know the word, they know the Bible, they know church, they know that on Sundays I got to be in church, I got mama raised me to be in church, but it has not gotten in them and they, are, they haven't become doers. James says that the best thing for you is to become a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Anybody can regurgitate what you should do. And isn't it something that whenever I speak to people, they always say, yeah, I know the word says that I need to honor God, I need to, I need to blah, blah, and they can spit that out. But then when you ask them, well, why aren't you doing it? We have a whole other plethora of problems. The problems show up because if you're not a doer, it starts eating away at you, the side of you that knows you should be more productive. The side of you that knows you should be more productive. When you get around other people that are productive, you don't feel comfortable around them because someone who's an entrepreneur that they're going after, they might not have a thousand clients. They only have two clients. But you know you're supposed to have a thousand clients, but you have no clients. And when you hear them talking about all the stuff they're doing, it agitates a part of you that really understands you should be far more along than what you are. Does that make sense to anybody? A lot of people, a lot of people love God. They're in church. They know the Word, but they're not happy because they have not done what James tells us to do. He says, "Become a doer of the Word. Yes. Hear, but then do." Say, "After hear it, I hear. then I have to do it." I do. Come on, say, "After hear and do." Hear. Um, one of the problems of, of, of a lot of Christians also today is that when we when when, when we give our life to Christ, when we come to Christ, and look, like, I, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I know God wants more from me. What a lot of people do, as we talked about this last Sunday, is we add God to our lives. We don't make him our life. We add him to our stuff. So I have a lot of stuff I've been doing, but I'm going to add him to my stuff to make me happy to say I have him now. But I have him amongst all of my stuff. And, 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 and this is the thing. When, when Jesus really comes into your life, he wants to be Lord. Yes. You ever hear people say, Jesus is Lord? That word Lord means that he takes full control. You give all of your stuff to him and say, now what do you want me to do with this? Because for a lot of us, if we can be honest, before we came to Christ, before we came to church, before we came to God, before we had a spiritual awakening, a lot of us were doing life. We were doing a whole lot of stuff. We were looking for fulfillment in, in job, in sex, come on, and drinking, and smoke. We were looking for fulfillment. Something wasn't right. Something wasn't hitting the mark within us. So I got to, now next week is a party that's going to do it for me. This is a relationship that's going to make me feel whole and complete. And you only feel it for a couple of weeks because it's new. You only feel that for a couple of months because, because y'all ain't start arguing yet. But when everything starts going backwards from the direction you wanted it to go in, there has to be something in you that holds you close to God, even if everything that you started crumbles. If my business goes under, if my marriage goes under, if I lose my job, if if I get evicted from my house, if I have God, I still have enough to start all over again. And a lot of people don't understand that because we haven't built relationship with him. Relationship is what's needed. And how do you build relationship? By being discipled. Yeah. So that's, that, that, that's kind of the gist of what we're talking about. So, so Jesus called us. We talked about last week also that Jesus called disciples. These guys had, they had careers. These guys were fishing. They were tax collectors. They had lives. Because some people think that when you come to church, you're just, you just in church because you ain't got no life. No. <laughs> Jesus called people that, have li- that had lives. Can you say that? Jesus, Jesus. called people, Call people that had a life. The thing that made him call them was that they were productive already. Yes. They were already doing something. One of the, one of the most horrible things is to, is to be productive yourself and hook up with a lazy person. It's very hard for you to say, you know what, this weekend I'm on my grind, I'm going out here, I'm an Uber Eats, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do my thing, I'm going to make this money, I'm a, this is my side little job on the side, I'm going to make this money, I'm going I'm to write a book, I'm going to do something, I'm going to sell stuff on Amazon, I'm doing this, and then you hook up with somebody else and they say, why are you so busy? Why are you doing all this stuff? Why are you working again? And you're thinking, why aren't you working? But then the second question is, why is it that I hooked up with you? There has to be a lazy side of me that connected with the lazy life you live that wants to pull me back out of being productive. So so if so watch, Jesus called people who were productive. He went up on them and said, hey, what you doing? I'm fishing. He said, oh, come follow me. I'm going to make you fish of men. And, and now what if someone said, what you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm just collecting these taxes. Said, no, stop collecting taxes. I'm going to help you do something better. It's going to help your life be better than it's ever been. Yeah. Something in you would be like, if, there, if, there, if there's something better than going to this job, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's something better than this life I'm living right now, then I'm in because I think I'm okay. Yeah. Jesus walked up on people and just busted up everything and said, listen, I know you think you're happy but I'm going to really make you happy. Come on. Right. <laughs> what was he doing? He was, he was, he, he was calling them into discipleship discipleship is, is a process. Say that. Discipleship is a process. For all my note takers, write that down because we, we, we take notes here. Write that down. Discipleship is a process. Jesus was not calling people with, with, a, with the expectation that in two days they will be apostles. He wasn't calling them from, from fishing fish to being apostles in a week. So discipleship is a process to mature you. To get you to a place where you can duplicate who God has made you. It it is a process of duplication. Say that, say that. Discipleship Discipleship is a process so that I can be duplicated. So So this is a question I asked and we we left off with on last Sunday and last Tuesday. Is there anything in me that I feel can be duplicated? Or, Or how much in me if it got duplicated, would well, bless the world. Because see, discipleship is not about, it's not about just focusing on how bad you are. Discipleship is to get you to deal with the bad so that you can become well-rounded as a Christian so that you can help to see somebody else that was just as bad as you were and bring them alongside of you to help them so that you can put all of you inside of all of them. And then if, if I can do this with two, then two of us can do this with four. Four of us can do it with 16. 16 can do it with 32. And what we can do is we can transform our whole family. Amen. We can transform our, come on, I can transform my whole block. Amen. I can transform everybody on my job. Amen. And the purpose of this is to win souls to Christ for the kingdom of God. Amen. Say this, say, say discipleship, is necessary. discipleship is necessary. In Matthew 28, 19, the scripture I told you to get, Jesus gave his disciples, we talked about this on Tuesday also, a plan to change the world. He gave them a plan. Everybody said, a plan to change the world. Amen. This is what he declared. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Don't just don't just look to make disciples of people who are like you. Right. Right. Because people who are struggling, they're 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 struggling, but they might they might be a different they might be of different origin than you. But the struggle is the same. So what he's saying is look, watch it, as you get discipled, look for others who have the same struggles like you've had and been delivered from, and they're going to be in all nations. They're going to have all different, they're gonna, you're going to find the same struggle in every nationality. Does that make sense? Black people aren't the only people who get mad. You understand what I'm saying? Every, every nationality may be different in culture, yes. but we are the same in problem. Yes. We're the same in problem. So this is why he says, come unto me, all of you that are, that are heavy laden, right. and you are going through, and take my yoke or, or get connected to me. And he says, if you do this, my yoke or my, the connection to me is an easy one. Yes. What he wants you to do is to really change somebody else's life as your life is getting changed. Yes. And I think a lot, of folks, a lot of folks disqualify themselves because they realize we're not all the way changed yet. So what we say is, I can't bring nobody to Christ. I can't lead nobody to the Lord because I know, I know what I'm struggling with. And Jesus says, that's good. Real, the first part of it is realizing you got to struggle. Realize where the struggle is and realize in the place where you're struggling at, you can't disciple nobody there. Because being a disciple is not saying, do what I say do. And I that you're going, you're going to hear me cuss, you're going to hear me say a lot, do it, and I'm going to do a lot of things in front of you, but you live by the book. And, and we call that discipleship. That's not discipleship. Discipleship is this. In the areas that I have been fully delivered in, I can be a great asset to you. Now, Now, if you want to deal with family issues, I can help you. I've been delivered from that. I got a whole sheet of stuff. I got a whole rap sheet of stuff that my family's been through and what we've gone through. I can help you with that. If you want to be delivered in the area of finances and spending, I can I can disciple you there. But now with this anger thing, I'm around about 40%. <laughs> I'm around about 40%, so I really can't help you with that. But but because we're connected, come here, brother Billy. I can I can introduce you to a sharp brother who I know used to be angry all the time, and he can help disciple you the rest of the way in anger. Right? And, and then Billy may say, you know what? I got you with this money thing. Okay, now I, I can help you with relationships. Me and my wife have been together X amount of years. We are successful. We got this. But now if you start asking me, if you, if you, if you get me a, a, with a little bit of this right here, I can't help you, but I can help you. Come Shack. Shaq. I can help you. There's another brother that's fine to go to my church. No, he wouldn't say fine, no. He'd say, there's another... <laughs> There's another... Pause. There's another brother that goes in my church. <laughs> big pause. <laughs> this is my son, so I said fine, because I'm, you know, forget it. This is my son. Because so, y'all are like, fine. Wait a minute, that man of God. This is, my, this is my son. This is my son, so I'm just, you know, trying to look out. Anyway, um, pause. Big pause. So... <laughs> Let me just stop. Let me just keep going. what I'm saying. There's another. There's another brother to go to my church that can help you with prayer. Yeah. If you want to learn how to pray right, he can talk to you about prayer. If you're having struggles in your prayer life, pray. Good. Now, can you help me with fasting be like, listen. No. But we, but we can, but I got somebody who I can help you. Come here, Mama Carolyn. I got somebody I can help you with who knows how to fast and the power that comes from fasting and the praying in tongues. Come on. She's gonna help you with that. Now Mama Carolyn gets a hold of it and says, Now come on, she's gonna pray with you in the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God said, Now, 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 now she's gonna get you in line with prayer. Now, do y'all understand what I'm saying? But now look at this. Now watch what I'm telling you. Now watch, watch. For every issue, you don't have to be the all-go-to. And God designed, y'all stay up here with me, God designs it that way to keep you out of being proud and arrogant and feel like you are all-knowing and like can't nobody go to nobody but you. I am the one that you go to if you have any issues, but you don't have it all together. So every person who is going to disciple needs to be discipled. I hope hope this is blessing y'all. The issue is God designs us to be a family affair. We got help here. We got help here. We got help here. We got help here, 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 here. And God wants to make it so that everybody can be well-rounded because we all are leaning on each other. That's why the Bible says we are helpers one of another. The job of discipleship is to get you to stop being a hermit, living under your rock, trying to figure it out, and struggling. There shouldn't be a struggle if you can be discipled. The struggle ends when you're able to say, I got an issue. And somebody say, I can help you. All right, thank y'all. Let's give them a hand. Let's thank God for them. All All right, so a person... Uh, and this is what we said, a person cannot make disciples or duplicate themselves unless they, unless they, unless they first have, everybody say this word, discipline. discipline. Yes. Discipleship is not about you spitting out some rules of somebody and tell them, do this or else you're going to get in trouble. Discipleship, now how do I know if someone is a good match to disciple me or for me to hear from them or for me to adhere to what they're saying about an area? The the question is, do I see a level of discipline that they that they walk in in this area? What level of discipline do they walk in? Okay, so so uh, so uh, one, one of our one of our seasoned men is going to talk to one of the younger men and say, "Look, bro, you ain't got to sleep around with everybody, man, because God got somebody for you." Now, if you're saying that and ain't, and nobody wants you, sir, then it's easy for you to say that. Y'all quiet. Y'all real. Come on. I mean, we're talking real stuff here. If you walk around here yeah, looking like um, from Martin, what's supposed to do his name? Rome, Jerome. I say Jerome in a house, oh, watch your mouth. If you're looking like that, talking about, bro, keep yourself. Keep yourself from these women, bro. Because you know, these women will take you under, bro. If that's the way you're looking, of course nobody wants you, so you really can't disciple me. Okay, maybe I'm in the wrong church today. Okay. But now, if while we're talking, someone looking across the room say, bro, now look at this. I'm going to teach you how to deal with this. Hey, sister, how you doing? How You, you all right? And diffuse and, and the situation and end up leading her to Christ. I, I've just showed you that I have enough discipline to deal with what's tempting you. If not, what will happen is you'll have one person claiming to disciple somebody when really they're leading them into sin. discipleship in reverse means I lead you into my sin. Because I don't have enough power to help you come out of it because I'm still struggling with it. So what I so, so, so the person who's struggling thinks it's okay to do what they see you doing because they've gotten close enough and have and has deemed you a voice to them. If I deem that your voice is worthy of me hearing then I'm gonna anybody you get around you're going to start to be like This is why Jesus didn't leave them on their jobs, leave them fishing, leave them being taxed like this. said, I'm going to come visit y'all every couple of weeks and disciple you. He called them away from their own lives. Uh Uh-oh, we said this last Sunday. He called Peter away from his own wife. Oh, we don't like that. Called him away from his own family and said, come on with me. And I want you to walk alongside me so I can teach you and disciple you on how to live for God. And you know how they learned it? through circumstances together. They learn this by going through circumstances together. So, so, so it's raining and the winds are hitting the ship and Jesus is sleeping. And these 12 men is going crazy. What's going on? We're going to die. We're going to die. Jesus, wake up quick, quick, wake up, wake up, wake up. And Jesus wakes up and says, what y'all doing, man? What's up with y'all? You know, Jesus was cool. What y'all doing? That's how I envision Jesus. Jesus was cool. What y'all, what y'all, what y'all doing? And this him. Don't you see we're about to die? Jesus says, y'all winds and waves stop, stop come on stop, peace and lays down and goes back to sleep and these jokers is like wow, even the winds and the waves obey him then Jesus gets up and says wait a minute oh. what's wrong with y'all, where's your faith you of little faith, what's wrong with y'all how long have y'all been with me and y'all ain't caught this yet now don't wake me up again for this brother gotta run a revival in the next city y'all waking me up waking me. I got to run around. I got to heal people. Come on. My virtue's getting messed up because y'all waking me up. Let the master sleep. (laughs) Goes back to sleep. What was he doing? He was discipling them. He was teaching them. This is how you deal with a storm. This is how you deal with winds and waves. And this is your posture. This is the way you should act when a storm hits. You should be able to sleep like me. Imagine the boat is going crazy and you have 13 people on the boat sleeping. And you want to know something? They didn't catch it because another storm hits and they're on the boat again going crazy. Why is that? Because anything you don't learn through discipleship, life has to teach you again. So why am I going, this is going to answer a couple of questions, why am I going through this, why is life so, because you're not being discipled. You're trying to learn, you're trying to to learn God by calling him a higher power and and realizing that something has to be changed. No, he's he's God and he has a son whose name is Jesus and somebody has to be able to pull you into truth so that you're just not throwing titles and names around without knowing him. There has to be a level of someone who says, I'm going to be patient with you to walk alongside you. You're going to get it wrong more than you get it right. But I'm going to be patient enough to help teach you until you become one who teaches somebody else. Somebody shout discipleship. discipleship. All right. So what is discipline and discipline? i got 20 minutes. Discipline is the practice of training. Anybody ever anybody ever wanted to lose weight and went to the gym and thought that the, that the trainer was just gonna put you on a little treadmill and you was gonna be okay? And then you got there and it's like, Ronnie, like Wait, what, what, what am I doing? What? lift these weights? They're yelling at you like, well, I ain't signed up to be yelled at, no, no, because like, you gotta get this. When a person now watch, that's even different than a person who's training for a boxing match or training for for a back- to play professional basketball. The trainer's job is to prepare. The job of the trainer is to prepare. If you've ever seen a fighter fighting and it looks out of shape, it's not the fighter's fault. It's the trainer's fault. Because the job of the trainer is to, is to see where that person should be at by the time of the fight. Discipleship is to prepare you for the next fight. Y'all got that? Discipleship is to what? Train you for the next fight. There's another fight coming to you. You just got out of one. I know you feel you're bandaging up. Oh, God, that was a big one. But guess what? Can I help you? Can I help you? There's another fight coming. We don't want to hear that. No, no, tell me the blessings are coming. No, yeah, the blessings are coming. But with the blessing, there's also another fight coming. Discipleship is necessary because discipleship trains you to get you ready to understand how to fight for what's coming. So how am I fought? You are fought based off of your weakness. You are fought based Based off of your weakness or based on your weakness. So, watch this. Anybody here, okay, I'm gonna be transparent. I, I, my church knows this, but the visitors don't know this. I love food. I love eating. I love ice cream. I love cake. I love cookies. I love anything sweet. I, I eat 3 o'clock in the morning. I either have a, 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 a Haagen-Dazs. I love food. So, watch this. Anybody here like me just love food, love eating your food? Or you like eating, you like going places to eat? Okay. Now, watch. Now, <laughs> I almost lost what I was gonna say because I'm thinking about food, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> So, so, I'm thinking about lasagna and cheese melting. Okay, forget it. So, now watch. A part, a part of discipleship is to get you to understand there's a problem here. So, when I go to the doctor, the doctor says, "Miss Crump, Reverend. And when he says Reverend, I'm thinking, oh, God, please don't say I'm crazy. Your level's are a little high, sir. What you been doing? Um... <laughs> But you start with, oh, um, you know what's the issue? I been mean, um, um I haven't been doing too much. Well, that's a lie, sir, because these numbers are saying something else. Your cholesterol, your sugar, your okay, I've been eating everything. I eat chips and late at night. And when I start telling him I'm eating, he's looking at me like, mm-mm mm-mm. So what he has to do is he has to, he starts training me. How does he train me? He he puts me to a specific diet. You I only want you eating fruits and vegetables. You talking about a Daniel fast? I could do that. I can do a Daniel's fast any day. No, no, no. No salt. No sugar. No, I'm like, this ain't Daniel's fast. This is, a, this, this is something else. This ain't Daniel's thing. This, is not, this ain't got nothing to do with Daniel. This is the devil's fast. I can't use no salt. Nothing. Not even a salt substitute. Nothing. Watch. He starts the process of training me because he knows that when I leave his office, the fight is coming. What's the fight? The craving for the sugar that I now have to detox from. And if anybody has ever been on a fast or ever said I ain't gonna eat no cookies or cakes, it's like you in the midnight hour like this, like Pookie with the white lips from, from New Jack City. It's calling me. It's calling me, Jesus, it's calling. Me. And you like that, like, I mean, lips are white, like, oh Lord, I just need a cake somewhere. I'll walk to Seven Eleven. It don't it don't work. So discipline is the practice. Notice the word here. It is the practice of training. You know what the word practice means? You have to keep doing it because you're not gonna get it right in the beginning. Anybody ever went to training? And be like the first day, you only walk for five minutes on treadmill. I'm done. I'm going home. I can't do this no more. You'll it after like five seconds. You're like, wait a minute. I didn't think this is gonna be like this on the stairs. Lord. Oh God! And you only went thirty seconds in. Like, this is gonna be a long training. And if you don't have, if you don't have the dis- part of part of discipline and training, is that it has to become practice. Anything you don't practice, all right now. Let me sit there for a second. Any, anything you don't practice, give me one second. I promise you'll be able to sit back now. If you don't practice, now watch. Without practice, I can't get here and just start playing. What do I because I don't know what to play. Does that make sense? I don't know what to play. But if I practice and I get training, I can say Now, it sound it, to y'all it looks like oh he just that's that's easy. It's easy if you know how to do it. Y'all get y- y- you know what I'm saying? Come here, come here, baby, come here, come here. No, no, her. Come, no, no. come on, Peaches, come here. I'm calling you by your by your street name. Come here, Peaches. Come on, play, play, play. What I just played. Come on, play what I just played. She gonna do this, y'all. I got faith in her. Play it, baby. Now she got the look. She got the look. She got. I mean, that girl. That girl's look is incredible. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. That her look. Come on, baby. Her look is incredible, but her sound. <laughs> now, Neil, come up, play something similar. Just play anything similar. Anything. It don't have to be that. Just play something similar. Now, watch. He's going to play something similar to what I played. I'm C sharp. <laughs> and what key you in? See, you already know. Go ahead, man. Just play anything. Just, just. What's the difference between what, what, what we played and what she played? It it sounded one it sounded just different, right? Not because she doesn't have the potential, but because she hasn't been trained. So a lot of us fake living for God like how she played. And the issue is it's easy to fake amongst a lot of people. But when you leave here and go out there in the world, there are people that know what your life in God is supposed to sound like. Yeah. Peter, Peter was out there trying to trying to fit in with them, had on a hoodie, had his little bop down. Like, and they said, Aren't you one of the ones that are like, gee, why? Because he had by this point, he had been discipled. He had been disciples, so he sounded like Jesus. He looked like Jesus. He walked like Jesus. <laughs> Everything about him said he was like Jesus. So although he put a hoodie on, changed his walk, tried to talk differently, people saw through the facade and said, aren't you one of the ones that are, that are wait, what are they called? The D- disciples. Aren't you a disciple of Jesus? Peter said, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't one of them. I don't know, no blankety blank Jesus. And the whole time they weren't buying it because he had spent time being discipled. Let me help you with this. I don't care how far you leave from church. I don't care how far you try to get away from God when the seed of righteousness is within you. When God has put a seed of righteousness within you, although it hasn't been watered for some time, somebody shouted, it's still there. The Bible said train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. They might leave the church building, but the church will still be in them. They might, they might cuss in front of people, but at nighttime, they'll be at home quoting scriptures up to God. Lord, you know my heart. You know the way that I take. And when I'm finished, why am I saying it? Why does that happen? Because it's in you. The point of discipleship is to get is to get all of God and his word in you so that when you feel like one day you get up, I don't want to do this no more. Walking away from all this. He says, I'm still going to be married to you although you're a backslider because you carry too much of my DNA within you. <laughs> and so somebody says, well I just won't come to him. But the Bible said with loving kindness he's still going to draw you. People are come to church say, I don't want to hear what that preacher got to say. I don't want to hear that message. I to that word. I don't want to hear that word. And you know what happened? Because you hear today, a seed has already been sown. Shut your ears to the preacher, but somebody loved you today. Somebody hugged you today. Somebody shook your hand. Somebody smiled at you. A seed has been sown into your heart. That That's all God needs. The Bible says one plant. Another person waters. But then here it goes. At the most inopportune time, God starts giving the increase. Like, God, I'm done with this church stuff now. I'm going to live my own life. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you know, I don't want to go to church. I feel like I want to go to church today. Yeah, and everybody around you is saying, church? You ain't never been to church type. I know I just want to go to church. There's a church off the block. I'm going to visit this church today. Because what's happening? Increase. Yeah. God is starting to work something in you that he's bringing up out of you. Yeah. All right. So let, 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 let's, let's get through this definition in the la- last 10 minutes. Discipline is the practice of training. Say the practice of training. Yes. With the emphasis on teachings. Teachings. Preaching is wonderful. I preach but the way you have to be discipled is through teaching. Teaching. Um, parents, parents disciple their children all the time. A good parent. So you see that child going up? They don't understand that the oven is hot. So they go up towards the oven. and say, uh-uh, Don't touch that. that what you, here goes the process of discipleship. That's hot. It will burn you. Let's go closer. See? Hot, hot, hot. And the kid goes, hot, hot, hot. You got it. You feel that? Mm-hmm. You want that? Mm-mm. Now you're going to have a cut. Now, this is why I say it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a practice because you're going to have some kids that want to explore it. This is hot. Don't touch it. Hot, 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 hot. Yes. When you leave, they're going to say. Ah! Now you say, now you see them burn marks on your head? You see that hurt? Ouchie, ouchie. When you touch hot, hot, you get ouchie, ouchie. They'll be like, hot, you got it, hot. But guess what they're going to do? Some kids, are gonna, you're gonna, they're going gonna to leave, they're going to come with the other hand. here they're hearing in their, in their head, hot, 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 ouchie, ouchie. They still want to, ah! Now both hands are bandaged up. They're going to say, you don't have no more hands. Hot, hot, ouchie, ouchie, don't touch. But some kids are still going to go close again, because they're going to test the limits. It's going to take consistent practice. You don't throw your kid out the house because they, they, they kept touching the hot hot and got an ouchie ouchie. God is not going to throw you out the kingdom because you get a hot hot and an ouchie ouchie. You just have to live with the consequences of rehealing. You're going to have to live with the consequences of rehealing, Healing again. And this is what a lot of people do. They get, a, they, they, they get, too, they get too close. They, get, they touch hot, hot, get an ouchie, ouchie, but then they want another situation to help them through the, the healing process. The last relationship, you, got a, you went too close. You touch it, got an ouchie, ouchie. Now you're expecting somebody to come and help you to fix your bandages. This is not about love. This is about somebody helping you get back on your feet. Forget that. We'll talk about that the other day. So hold on so hold story. <laughs> So, discipleship is a practice of training with the emphasis on teachings that are given to get a person to follow a code of behavior. I'll say the whole thing again. Discipline is the practice of training with the emphasis on teachings that are given to get one to follow, everybody say, a code of behavior. behavior. Say a code code of behavior. Come on, say it a little louder a code of behavior. This is the thing. Your behavior can mess you up. Your behavior can can jack everything up. How you act and react to everything can mess up everything. What you looking at? Who are you? At the wrong time could mean a fight. What you looking at to the wrong person? could mean we're going to have to scrap. Because, and this is the issue, the reason why is because you haven't learned how to curb your behavior. So everything has to be confrontational because you haven't learned how to take down because taking down a you looks like you're a wimp. So somebody has to come alongside of you and teach you how to take down the right way so that you can understand how to diffuse a problem because a soft answer turns away wrath. And if you don't know that, then every answer you give is hard. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, you don't, have, you don't have the amount of money in the bank. Don't try to embarrass me. <laughs> don't tell me I got no money in the bank. I got money. I hear me in here. I got money. <laughs> now, a person like that, the issue is that, is that, is that their pride is too high. And they feel like anything that is said negatively to them is embarrassing. And the way that they cope with embarrassment is to get loud and belligerent with people. Because they've had nobody to disciple, disciple them in their behavior and emotions. And a lot of people in God, we love God, we speak in tongues, we run around a church, but our behavior is shot. There are people who are, are, people who are not even saved and their behavior is better than people who are saved. Oh, please say amen, because y'all know it's the truth. There are people people in the world who get over grudges quicker than people in the church. I'm just going to sit down right here and just let it wait. There are people people who go to church who will hold a grudge against you for 50 years until you're on your deathbed and got one eye left open. They'll be like, all right, I'll come and apologize then. There are people in the world who are like, look, I'm just going to shoot you one time and then we're going to be over this. See, y'all missed that. I might slap you, but at least we're gonna get over this. Yes. But in the church, people hold grudges forever, yes. and it's like it's like they on their, they on that deathbed, and they're like, "Okay, God, I know I'm not gonna make it into the kingdom, so I'm gonna forgive everybody." And every. Why you gotta wait until then? Now answer me this. <laughs> I sound like somebody teaching. Now answer me this. Um, has anybody ever come across somebody in the church? That was just mean or arrogant or proud, and you and you thought you were supposed to be saved. Yes. You're supposed to have Christ in your life. Why are you so upset? Right. If He make you make all things new, you're like, yeah. And then they finish singing, I'm like, what you looking at? <laughs> like, what is wrong? What is what is so what is so hard about being nice? What is so hard about allowing Christ to deal with your heart and be be, and you become a new creature? Watch this. Everybody say "Code code of behavior. The Bible is full of teachings about codes of behavior. If you want to see a different result, your behavior has to change. Now, a lot of us waiting for God to do this. Lord, deal with them, help them. God, touched their heart. God, Lord, you know how they act. And it's always other person, and, but, and your behavior is excused because you feel like what they did to you warrants you to act like this. Oh, y'all looking like, Lord, I hope this man's time is up. Think about this. When's the last time you forgave somebody knowing that, they, that, that what they did to you was really, really, really perceived, as they, they, matter of fact, they actually did it on purpose. You knew it was on purpose. Why? Because they told you. I I planned on doing this before I left my house. I was going to do this today. And you know that they did it and you forgave them. When's the last time you forgave somebody knowing that what they did was 100% preconceived and and it was done to you? See, the the issue with forgiveness is that forgiveness is a code of behavior. It's a part of the code of behavior. Forgiveness has everything to do with they're guilty, but I let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Come on Come on say they're guilty. they're guilty. but Now, some of y'all can't even say it. They're like... Everybody say, they're guilty. They're guilty. Say, I know they're guilty. I know they're guilty. But watch this. This is the thing. When you know somebody's guilty, our heart says they're going to have to pay. Yeah. Right. Somebody does something to you and it hurts you, or it keeps you from getting money, it keeps your family, from. it, it messes you up, your, your natural instinct is, they're going to pay for this. Yes. They're going to pay for this because there is a debt to be paid whenever somebody does something to me and, the, and it's done deliberately. Now, if it was a mistake, you stepped on my foot and walk in, I'm going to listen, look what you did. And they don't say no, like, God going to get you. But if somebody says, I'm going to step on your foot, right. your first instinct is, like, <laughs> you stepped on my foot. Why you you, told, you do that on purpose for? It's an issue if it's not on purpose. So we don't forgive. We hold the grudge because the code of conduct that we've grown up under says, I'm going to get you back for what you did to me, what you've done to me. God's code of conduct says, forgive them so you can be forgiven with him. Oh, we don't like that. Y'all looking like, oh, oh, not today. Forgive them, God says, so I can forgive you. Because if you don't forgive them, I can't forgive you. The code of conduct says, relieve them of, watch this, and this is the thing, the offense. Yes. Let it go. Yes. They're guilty. Yes. You know they're guilty because yes. they told you they was going to do it, and they did it. Yes. Right. But the debt that has to be paid, make the balance zero. Right. That's the of God. Make, the, make on your end, make the balance zero because the code of conduct here is about training you about not holding grudges. Because yes. the more grudges you hold, the more sicker you become. Now we want God to heal us from, from a cancer or from, from something because we gave over to overeating, worrying, plotting. I'm gonna get them back on next Tuesday. I'm gonna wait outside their house. I'm gonna shoot their car window with a BB gun and all this crazy foolishness because we wanna get people back. But we don't wanna, we don't wanna let go of the debt. I, I gave y'all that one because I felt led to do to, to, to really say that one. It's a code of conduct. The codes of conduct that are in the Bible is not stuff that comes naturally to us. Okay, y'all, y'all, does it come naturally to anybody in here? I'm gonna say, let me, let me slap you. Let's see what happens. You'll really see some rowdy Christians. Somebody hit you by mistake. You'll, listen, hey, hey, hey! The more mild that. God is good all the time, all the time God is good. He's just a wonderful friend, and I just love him so much. Listen, if I do something to you by mistake, hey, excuse me, you just, you just bumped me. You bumped me. And let them not respond to the bump. Or to your, hey, 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 you bumped me. Like, hold, hold my earrings. <laughs> Pan my Vaseline, quick, 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 quick. I see they're going to Macy's, quick, quick, get it, get it. Excuse me. Meanwhile, your children, mommy, mommy, mommy. (laughs) What about church? Shut up. (laughs) And here goes the whole thing. Here goes the whole thing. The whole deal. The whole deal is this. The whole deal is this. When you get to level ten, you ain't hearing nobody. Please, y'all, please say, y'all look at me like, <laughs> the blood prevails. I'm a, I have control over them. No, when you get to 10, you ain't hear nobody or nothing but God. And most times, God ain't saying nothing to you because you, ha- you don't have the code of conduct. You don't have it. All right, in my last 50 seconds, I'm serious, I'm done. My last 50 seconds. My last 50 seconds. A lot of us, discipleship is about God looking at your character. But it's about you being honest about your character. That's it. That's it. That's it, right? That's it. Trying to decide. Disi- Come here, Shaq. You, you, you. you okay. Um, hold, hold, put your hand up like this, like a, yeah. <laughs> Shaq. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> now, don't let me push your arm down. Don't let me push your arm down. This is this is how this is what discipleship is like. When you're trying to disciple somebody who doesn't feel like they need to be discipled. The code of conduct says, to put your arm down your side. The code of conduct says this is where you're supposed to be at. Right, right. This is how you're living. Wow. Discipleship is I'm trying to get you to move into a code of conduct wow. that goes against your own personal nature. Because wow. naturally, you want to slap people and cuss them out. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Like, why does the church want to be real? Y'all are like, <laughs> Naturally, Naturally, you, if you ain't going to do that Then you're going to talk about them to somebody yes, right. Naturally, how you deal with problems Who you going to vent to, what you going to say You going to vent and cuss a couple of times And be like, God no, I'm upset He know what's going on in my heart The issue ain't the cuss The issue ain't really the cuss The issue is how did you get so riled up So somebody has to be able to say, okay, yeah, you, yeah you, you, you're a cousin Christian. Yeah, 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 you're a cussing Christian. But I, I, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not here to deal with the cuss. I'm here to deal with the conduct. So I have to try to get you to bend. I, don't, I can't come from here to here. It's too much. So there's even, this, you, even a, a person who's going to disciple has to be discipled because you got to understand how to do it. You can damage somebody taking them from here to all over here. That's so why people talking about Kanye. Let, leave that man alone. Let God work on him. So why do you put out an album and a lot of people don't like it? I don't care for it myself. It ain't, it ain't really what, my, what I like. I, don't, I like the lyrics, but I don't care for the music. I want something a little more in-depth for me. I like bangers. It just wasn't for me. But that's my preference. But the thing I love about his journey is that he's bold for Christ. I love that. Leave the man alone. This is what we do with Christians, wear their fruit. Where's yours? The man been saved for a little over a few months and proclaim it to the world, Jesus is Lord. You've been saved for 12 years and your family can't even hear Jesus out your mouth. I'll leave you alone. What we wanna do is we wanna make Kanye Pastor Kanye and that might not be God's will for him. So he's going through a process with his pastor to disciple him. What we are seeing is from where he was we see this now. People are upset because we don't see this yet. So he may slip up in an interview and say something crazy. Just like you would say something crazy on any given day that you ain't praying. When you don't pray, you don't... Jesus, hallelujah, and hook Because somebody said we're, we're all in the process. Tell your neighbor, we're in, we're in the process. And if you got pride, tell them you're in the process. No, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm, play- I'm playing. Somebody said it too, but it's okay. It's all right. Now we, now we see where we got a disciple you at. Now we see where we got a disciple. So, okay, so, so here it is. I'm, I'm closing with this. The, object, uh, the, uh, the objective of discipleship is to slowly, over time, help you to be transformed. He has to be comfortable with this before I take him to this. He has to be, he has, I have to get him to make this the norm. This has to become the norm for him. So, Every once in a while, when he feels when he feels uncomfortable with this, he's gonna go back to this. Because this is a position that he came out of the world in. Even Peter, when stuff didn't work out with Jesus, said, I'm going from discipleship back to fishing. I'm going back fishing because this is what I know. This is who I've always been. This is how I've always been. And and this disciple, they're killing Jesus and they're coming after us. I'm going back fishing because I ain't dying right now. Although he said, We'll die with you. He was inspired because he was being discipled. Right. He was inspired because he was being discipled. Right. This is why when people are being discipled, apostle, I don't, when they say stuff, I hear, it, but I don't hear it. There's right. people who are being discipled, they I'm be here for the rest of my life. And I'll be like, God bless you. Because uh-huh. a week later they leaving. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. This is this is how you came in. This is where we get you to. And when you, get, when you get halfway through discipleship is when it seems like all hell breaks loose because, because the devil doesn't want you to become fully discipled. Because the moment you become fully discipled, then come here, Bugs, come here, come here, Bugs. The moment you become fully discipled, now you're going to be able to now put both your hands up. You, him, now now you, you're going to encounter somebody who has what you had times two. Come over this way, come over this way. Now, now, now you're going to encounter, come on, Chad, because you, you, you're discipling. I didn't discipled you. Now you gotta deal with him. It's now the process for somebody who has it worse than you is gonna be longer because you don't just have to get this down, you gotta get this down. And then, although this side is good, eventually this side will flare back up. You're like, man, I thought I thought we had this thing down. I thought I thought we had faithfulness down. Why are you sleeping yesterday? Because I didn't feel like coming, okay? This is all you're looking at. Now, i got to disciple you again. Faithfulness is of God. This is what the Bible says about faithfulness. And the more you're faithful, this is what you'll see. I didn't feel like getting up either. But I I went, and it was the most powerful service I got. And God had answers for everything that I need. Well, you're discipling. Then he's going to be like, all right, I submit. Now, this the more he gets discipled, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. I didn't have to call you. You came to church today. Wow, you're here on time. You beat me here. But then on the other side, oh, Jesus. See, discipleship discipleship is not an overnight process. This is is really practice. Because he has to see at each level of conduct what he's getting. What he's receiving. Until he fully submits and starts to see God in a new way. Then the devil says, you know this is what you want. No, no, uh no. Now I bring this body. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm... You, don't, you, can't bring your, you can't bring your body under subjection until you become fully matured and you become fully discipled. Thank y'all, thank y'all. And a lot of people don't get that. So I haven't made it past the first paragraph of my notes, but we're going to get there. How many, how many of you understand what discipleship is a, a little bit better today? Okay, now, now put your hands up. How many of you realize the need for you to be discipled because of an area of conduct? My hand is up too because I'm, I'm being discipled myself. I stand in We're going we're to pray about it, we're going to pray about it. Discipleship is necessary. Discipleship is needed. Discipleship is what God is calling for, for. I can't speak for every other church, but for this house, this is what God is calling for this house in the area of discipleship. If you want to be more like Jesus, being more like Jesus is not just about going out feeding the hungry and clothing the naked, which we do. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked is wonderful. Casting out devils and demons, we do that. That's wonderful. But Jesus said, People are gonna get before him and say, I cast out devils in your name. I, I did this in your name, I fed the hungry, I, 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 I clothed, I the naked. And he's gonna say, Depart from me, worker of iniquity. Why? I never knew you. The way you get to know him is through discipleship. A lot of people feel good in their Christian. Let me come up here you can see me. A lot of people feel good in their Christianity when we do good deeds. Good deeds come along with the territory. A lot of people feel, feel good when they, when they don't fall into sin. I've been sin free. I ain't I ain't fell into no major sin, the sin, the way some of the sin that easily beset me for like six months. I'm doing good. The Bible said that's your reasonable service. Now that's that's just a part of your living for Him. The other flip side of that is your knowing Him. How many of you know this? You can live in a house with somebody that you don't know. I'm in mean, my room, you in your room. We walk past each other, hey, what's up? Yeah, 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 what's up? Meet up in the kitchen every once in a while. Hey, how you doing? Roommates don't even know each other. Hey, you doing? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Had a good week, You yeah, had a good week, yeah, good. Go back in my room, go back in your room. See when I'm going out, you're coming in the house. Hey, what's up, what's up, yo? Like, what's, do you know You know Janet lives in the, yeah, that's my girl, that's my roommate, right? you don't really know Janet because you haven't spent time with Janet you don't know anything about Janet Janet never disclosed any information to you And a lot of us, we come to church we walk by God we walk into his house we even praise him oh you're so wonderful father we feel good, we we get the goosebumps oh, mm, I felt that but we don't know him we don't know him because we haven't been discipled into him I'm calling, for, I'm calling for this house I'm calling for this house to get discipled we have to move into a place where somebody can walk alongside of you and help you to deal with your arrogance, your pride to, to deal with your inconsistency, to deal with the part of you that wants God when you want him somebody has to and be patient with you, not kill you and take you to the grave but be patient with you in that process because you are powerful and you are anointed and you are and you are prophetic and you do have a you you do possess great qualities in God but what good is it to have all of that but don't know him what good is it to be a great compassionate person oh you don't have any clothes i have a bag i'm going to get you i'll be right back what good is it to do that and then stand before God and he said like, get away from me working with iniquity? I don't know you you remember the times I helped them people on my block? remember the times I helped? Yeah, but I, did. I never had a relationship with you. Your conduct pulled you so far away from me that I never got to get close enough to you to know you. Because good deeds are just that, good deeds. But relationship brings you face to face so that he can talk to you help you deal with issues and concerns. To help you deal with your anger. Help you deal with problems that you don't know how to face. Everybody lift your hands up. We're going to pray. Then I'm going to open the doors of the church. Father, we thank you for your word. Ah, I feel the glory of God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these, your people. You are our God. And we love you. We love you, God. And we thank you for your word today. We've heard from you today in a way that was not high above us, but it challenged us to our faces. That there's some, there's a, there are areas in our conduct that has to be discipled. There's areas inside of us that needs to be changed and transformed. Father, we need your help. We're not above asking you and telling you that we need help with our conduct, with how we think about things and how we view things and how we react to things and people. We need your help. Now, Father, I pray for every person that's in this place that your glory would come down each row, that your presence would come upon each person, that you would bring illumination to us from your word today. Satan, I bind your hands for being able to steal this word, out of the, the word that came today out of the hearts and minds of God's people. I pray today that this word would be the seed that you're able to allow another, another person to water, and you get increase from out of. I thank you for this today now with your hands lifted say Lord I thank you for your word Lord I hear the need for discipleship within me I thank you that I heard your word today your word has fallen on the good ground of my heart say today I make the choice to do the word and not just hear the word I will be a doer of the word as of today my life is changing Lord Jesus I thank you that I'm coming into relationship with you everybody pray this Lord come into my heart today I make you Lord of my heart all over again you become number one teach me lead me guide me into all truth through the Holy Spirit This day in Jesus' name and receive the word. Come on, give God a praise for that. Come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on.